You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. <laughs> Hello. And this week, uh, as everyone is excruciatingly excited to know, you know, is uh, our awards. So it's our award show, the Can't Win Awards. Uh, this we year, this year we'll we'll send out little trophies to people yeah. or something uh for those who win dude that would be awesome if they <laughs> sent something to like you know and then you see I, I a picture know. of them with yeah. their little and they're whatever. just on their social media and they're going i got this from some right. pair of dudes in maine yeah. and like here you go and you know uh so before we get to that though uh the exciting news or the semi-exciting oh. news is that uh this sunday um which means that i have to get this show up as fast as i possibly can right uh, this Sunday is the Critics' Choice Awards, right. so I have already voted. Um, voting actually closes uh, tonight at six, but I've already voted. So uh, the Critics' Choice Awards voting is finished. Can you give us a hint? What did you? You can't uh, say what you voted for, but or can you? I don't know. What you, you know, can do. I, you know, I don't really know. Is there except an embargo that on that? social media? There, there have been a couple of members who have said things about what they voted for. Oh yeah, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if you're supposed to do that. But yeah, I was going to say maybe you can't until um, the show's done. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to say. Okay, but I think it's uh, you know it's like Ross on Friends, right? It's like right. frowned upon. I don't think it's really. <laughs> there's no writ rule. I'm, yeah. There's a rule. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a. like, uh, hey, you're you're out now or something. <laughs> you right? get a telegram you're like fired. you're in violation yeah. of section four. Um, but I don't know. There's no point saying. Also, I can say stuff after or whatever. Okay. But um, in in also other bizarro news, yeah. really, because the critics' choice, you know. We're very low key, right? Right. We're not, <laughs> we're you guys not, always <clears throat> you always coast in right after the Golden Globes. Drama, start right? a bunch of crap. Yeah. Uh, so the so the Golden Globes already <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> Golden Globes were fairly goofy, and a lot of their nominations were goofy. Yeah. Um, and man, crater is like not the word, right? The ratings right. for the Golden Globes were horrendous. Yeah. So just before the Golden Globes, <laughs> just before your show airs, is when you want to have a bunch of. <laughs> Right, yeah. A bunch of drama come yeah. out about your whole existence and everything. Right. Uh, so then, like, during the award show, there's a bunch of people, like, calling them out during their yeah. own award show. And, right. man, it was... That was uh, rough. It was pretty rough. Uh, but then, a couple days ago, um, one... I, I'm not sure who it was, if it was, like, the actual, like, CEO, chairman, whoever, whatever... Um, like the biggest shot in the Critics' Choice Awards is Joey Berlin and has been forever. He's like yeah. the big, he's the, you know, head honcho guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was him, but maybe it was him. I, I don't even remember. But he released this statement, which uh, Deadline or, and several other people, you know, like instantly put online because they had something. And I don't even right. know if they completely read it because <laughs> <laughs> I saw, like I saw some, like I get this email from Critics' Choice, right? Yeah. And, uh, and before I even start reading it, like it's online. Right. And, yeah. And there's not really much said about it except, 
ooh, Critics' Choice, like, bagging on Golden Globes. Yeah. So I don't even know. I literally don't know if they, like, even read the whole thing right. or if they just copy and pasted it and then kind of added a few words and went, boom, it's up. Right. right. I mean, right. like, go get who, it. who knows how that goes or whatever, because uh, there wasn't really a lot of talk about it in the initial articles that I saw. Yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, really was kind of like ripping on the Golden Globes <laughs> and saying, like, your show's stupid. We don't need you. Like, whatever. Who I mean, it was just like, yeah. our show's not going to do goofy nonsense like their show did. And there's one part that I thought was hilarious because uh, the thing says, like, our plan, because it's also, you know, remote. I mean, it's yeah, pandemic right, sure. and all this. And, and one of the things said, like, our show's not going to, uh, you know, show all the nominees, mm-hmm. announce the winner. And then, like, stare at all the losers for a long time. Right. And I'm like, okay, I didn't watch the Golden Globes, like, straight through. Right. right? I mean, because uh, I don't care. Because I famously don't like the right. you, yeah. HFPA, right? Because uh, it's uh, goofy and psychotic, and you can't know who their members are anyway. Right. And, and there's only 40 of them. And, uh, right. The, I mean, it's... I mean, what body is it, this? It's like... Yeah. It's completely nuts. And like, you don't know who the members are. You go to their website. It doesn't even say how many there are. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything. And it says the rules. And uh, like, as I've said before, uh, so now there's like some talk about who they are and all this stuff. And yeah. uh, people were saying, you know, look, nobody cares who they are. So it's not going to matter. Right. And, and I'm like, look, nobody knows who they are. Right. And, and, and kind of nobody cares who they are. But in a way, the Golden Globes have always just been kind of like the magic awards, uh-huh. right? Like nobody knows who they, it's just, right. it's the Golden it's Globes. It's just an award. Right. It's a thing yeah. that happens. Nobody right. pays any attention to who's <laughs> behind the curtain, right? Yeah. And nobody knows. But anyway, uh, like I was, so I got in a conversation with some people and, you know, people are like, nobody cares who it is, so it's not going to matter. And I'm like, not only do people not care who it is, you could tell people who the people are right. and no one will believe you. Right. 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 I could say I'm like, there's a, yeah. there's a guy. Okay. This is like a mythical guy, right? right. Not like there's no, literally there's a, a guy. guy, right? But <clears throat> there could be a guy, whatever, yeah. uh, who just takes red carpet photos for an Italian magazine. And lives in L.A. Yep, and that's it. That's like he's never written a word. Yep. He doesn't do reviews. Like you start telling people that the Golden Globes are voted on by people who do not have to be critics, right? Do not have to be like in the industry in any way or have yeah. any connection to it. Like literally, you just could be the guy who's the cameraman yep. for uh, some somewhere else right. for some magazine somewhere else, and and you're like the paparazzi. Yeah. Snapping photos, and you could be one of those people. Who yeah. knows? I mean, right. but anyway, and uh, you know, you tell people that they're like, "No, that's, and, that hey, can't be it." Look, man, right? <clears throat> in all honesty, that's actually not that far fetched. Like, that's that's no pretty reasonable. I'm sure like, that's a really reasonable thing because I'm sure about a quarter of them that's what they are. I'm, and that's not <laughs> even a conspiracy thing. Like, that's kind of how f- press associations work, right? And if you get one that's like. Do you want to vote on stuff? Well, and, and you someone's have like, to sure. live in LA. Right. And so if you're like the person who is uh, actually writing reviews for some foreign place. Yeah. Okay. Do you live in LA? Right. I mean, you Probably know. not. Yeah. Yes. Right. Whatever. <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. Anyway, uh, so that all that all came to pass, I guess. And the Golden Globes, man, the ratings were awful. The ratings yeah. were like, I th- 
the longer it goes, the oh, more yeah. it's looking like it's one of their lowest rated yeah. ever. All, like, all, no one cares. Yeah. So, so that scares <laughs> you for Sunday coming up with the Critics' Choice. Who knows? But anyway, so be sure to tune in. I think um, the Critics' Choice will do – it often does well, and I think it'll do better. I, I mean, the Golden Globes is like when you go out to dinner and you get super salad and you're really excited for breadsticks – but that's not why you're there. That's not the <laughs> sure. meal. It's just like an appetizer that people gloss over and then no one talks yeah. about. And uh, Tay Diggs is hosting for the third <laughs> year in a row, which is uh, yeah. a new thing. Yeah, to have somebody that long, repetitively that, doing that, that long in a row. Yeah, that's that rough also, of a job. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. but there are. Um, I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, but there are a ton of awesome like presenters and stuff. Yeah. And, I don't know. It should be interesting. It's going to be weird with the whole pandemic version and everything, yeah. but I don't know. It should be good. And it's on uh, CW. So Right. That's Sunday. So tune into that. Sunday. Nine? I think it's at 8. But, 8. Excuse you know, me. I don't want to swear to anything. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so with that voting over, uh, we uh, get on to our awards. But before we <laughs> get right into actually just revealing all the awards. Yeah. So one like shout out that I want to just you throw out for no okay. reason at all. all right, and it's here it. and it's TV. So okay. there's that. Yeah. Uh, Resident Alien on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Who is not paying me anything to say this right. or anything? Right. right. Uh, it's Alan Tudyk, mm-hmm. and it is awesome. It looks show. great. I haven't seen it yet. It looks so much it fun. So, it's completely bonkers. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk is in a role. So this is like a you know just screwy kind of nonsensical goofball show just for like a laugh right and it's it looks like it should be on usa like years Um, ago but it is like alan tudyk is uh i like him anyway he's he's great in everything that i've seen him in but he is really doing (laughs) like a show from a long time ago right Uh, this is almost in in general concept of being like screwball right right the show is actually like kind of like Mr. Ed right. or like, you know, my mother, the car, car right. or yep. s- like it's Even just bewitched. Like if you think about yeah, it, it's just a bonker screwy yeah. thing. He's an alien yeah. who was sent here to destroy the entire human race. Right. And, and he, and his, uh, his <laughs> ship gets hit. He's got this device that he just has to drop from his ship, swing back home. You know, boom! This is like right. a this is like an easy run, in and out run, and uh, and humanity will be destroyed. And right. his uh, ship gets hit by lightning and crashes or whatever. You know, goofy yeah. story. And now he's in this like tiny town where he killed this guy and replaced him. Right. right. And so now he's the he's a doctor, and he's not really the doctor of the town. He's just a doctor who has a cabin outside this like tiny tiny town. Right? Yeah. And uh, and he's still basically and he you know he transmogrifies himself or does whatever so that he looks like this guy right right? except that there's this one little kid in town who can see him like can see that he's an alien but is a little kid and is freaking out about the alien and no one believes him and everything sure and he doesn't know anything about humans and he's got like this uh you know ability to just do the weirdest things with his face Mm -hmm. right like he's just Right. You know, he can act like he's trying to figure out how his face works and actually make it look like that's he's what he's really, doing. Right. And like great. all this stuff. And that's it's awesome. just uh 
And he's still just as hell bent on finding his device and right. destroying humans. Getting his mission done. But yeah. meanwhile, he has to keep his cover going. So right. he has to go like work as a doctor That's in this funny. town. And, you know, anyway. Um, and it is, it's bonkers, but man, I don't know. It's fun. It, Maybe that will hit. I was going to ask you, even though we got a little wiggle room, but I keep seeing ads for the new show, Debris. And, oh, yeah. And what I thought. That, that, uh, is that the, good? the first one came out. Already. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. No. Resident Alien might be, because I was thinking debris might satisfy that itch. Every once in a while, I get something that I want lost. I want something on TV. I don't want a movie. I want a series that is sort of sci-fi-ish with some good humor, really smart writing, and just faces that don't screw everything up. And I was looking at Debris, and I thought, I recognize people in there. They do good work. Debris looks like a fun sci-fi thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a really good trailer, but maybe Resident Alien. Because I've, I've seen Resident Alien spots all over the place, and I just love Alan Tudyk. He's so right. great in everything, too. So maybe that's the one i got to watch. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. already you know somewhere around How many like episodes? six or seven Is episodes okay. are out at this the, point. The, so. That are oh, for everybody, not yeah, just yeah, the, like, yeah. screeners. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it it, uh, cool. it came out a while ago. Okay, That's really cool. So now yeah, on had to you nervous. Uh, I thought we were doing can't win for TV, and I'm like, dude, you gotta give you gotta give me some notice. I ain't no, doing no just, TV. Just throw things out right all now. Right. Go. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, all right. So now our can't win awards. So the theory behind our can't win awards is yeah. uh, all the great stuff that we've seen that for whatever reason, and everybody knows all these all these uh, uh, yeah. reasons that things would just never get the kind of attention. Either they're like really tiny budget or they're just, you know, they're the wrong genre. It's a genre film anyway. Or like, right. yeah, like um, it's kind of like a straight horror movie. Yeah. So that's not going to get attention. Not that I would be recommending right. a lot of horror. I have, though. But if you're like a weird brainy horror and you're like yeah. some spin, like maybe someone will pay attention to you. Or if, you know, if you're... Uh, if you're just there's a lot of things that they might even have big names in them, right? But right. they're just no one's ever going to pay attention yeah. to it. So whatever. So our awards are to try and pay some attention to some of those things. Yeah. And uh, sometimes uh, you you get messed up in what happens, right? <laughs> and <laughs> right. Uh, sometimes it really and comes uh, around. so I have <laughs> I have some some movies that I also want to kind of throw out. Okay. And I have to say, um, because I got really thrown when we did our best list. Yeah. Because uh, Vast of Night just... Yeah. Uh, it slipped by you. But. It just, for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, I swear, I was thinking about that movie. Uh, like, I just... It never occurred to me because it seemed like it was last year to me, you know? I know. And, uh, and anyway, so there is like really one version of my list which is not the list that I will actually give. Oh, I know. Not, yeah. not the awards that I will actually give, right? Yeah, right. But there's one version of my awards where that just wins them all. Yeah. <laughs> where that just gets everything. Right, because it, it could run the table. She's great. He's great. Yeah. The screenplay is great, even though I don't like the end or whatever. Yeah, but still. Um, it's best film. It's awesomely directed. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you got to go see this movie, yeah. right? Uh, as far as underrated movies go. But... I also didn't want to do that, you know? Yeah. So uh, it actually doesn't get any of the awards <laughs> because... <laughs> That's awesome. Because my version of giving it awards is just to say that really it probably should get everything. Yeah. But that's not... 
giving a lot of other movies attention. That's just giving one movie a whole lot of attention, right? Yeah, so <laughs> uh, you do what you want. I disagree with that whole so, thing. Um, that that's okay. You can have. Your I list. I could really easily just give everything to. Yeah, Mastermind no, I get it. I get because it because it's so great. It but, was great. Yeah, and it's uh, not going to win any. It's not going to get no any Oscar. I mean, it might get something from a nut, but I always think. And we do this differently. I always think of Oscar wins. Yeah, or or like the big things, because right? like Golden Globes. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Or Critics' Choice, right. or something like that. Because it it if it something. wins, like you know, the Hugo Award right. for sci-fi, something or another. Sure. Well, I mean, right. No, no slight on whatever no, award yeah, it def- might win. Definitely, but, but it's, it's not like the big, yeah. the big giant thing. So, yeah. okay. uh, you can also get messed up, and I wanted to. Um, well, this will be mention a few then. other movies, right? Yeah, we can get messed up anyway, right? Oh yeah, we can get messed up in our awards. God, we for, have. Like, for example, uh, at one point, I really thought I was going to be giving some stuff to First Cow, right? Yeah. Then it got nominated for stuff, right. Right. <laughs> so now it's not that it can't win, right? <laughs> um, because clearly it can, and other movies too, like um, Miss Juneteenth. Oh yeah. At one point, I yeah. thought, "Here's a movie that I'm going to give something to." Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Uh, I thought, "Yeah, I- I'm good to go now with this movie, right, right? right?" But no, it just starts getting all sorts of attention. Right. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Was the same same way. I really like that movie, and even though that's Charlie Kaufman, which you would think that disqualifies that could, you, yeah, just because he directed it, right? right. Because clearly, it can win something because yeah. Yeah. who knows, right? Um, but then that got a bunch of attention, and so all that sort of stuff uh, keeps playing out. So now, as far as movies that I didn't actually give an award, right? But I actually want to mention, and they could have been on the list, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the movies that I do want to just throw out. One's called Blow the Man Down, which is uh, I'm pretty sure it's an Amazon movie, but okay. I don't want to swear to that. But it's a uh, it's a movie about a couple of people in a really small town in Maine. It's like these uh, these two girls, and it's like screwy murder mystery ish, oh. and they're like they're just goofy. Yeah. Uh, that was good, and and it was uh, surprisingly it, it good. It was right? a really cool movie, and even though these streaming services can. Uh, I don't know, give attention to movies without having to have, you know, a giant marketing push because they just, right. they, they just show it to you right. every time you watch something or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not a movie that anyone was going to pay attention to. And, yeah. um, another one is the other lamb, which is, uh, I'm not even going to go into it because that would be like three shows. It's like a really <laughs> screwy movie. Yeah. And it is almost like you'd think, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos made it. Right. <laughs> and he did not. I can't wait for his um, next but movie. But there though. is a person in it who was in The Killing of Sacred Deer. Oh, okay. Um, an actor. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a bonkers thing and it's it's one of those movies just like anything from Yorgos Lanthimos that you can't recommend to people right. unless you know them know really them well. well or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a very weird movie about uh, people growing up at, 
growing up in a cult, these two girls, it mainly focuses on these two girls and then it really mainly focuses on the one. Yeah. But growing up in this weird cult where there's, you know, this guy is like the cult leader and always, and you know, hilarity ensues, whatever. But, uh, but it's really, really good movie. And, uh, the last one is, uh, our friend, which somehow just can't count. I I feel like it, it, it just can't, that's weird. In the can't win categories, uh, because it's got everyone in it. It's yeah. got all big stars. It, it's, um, but it, but man, it just went under the radar. That's a and weird one. During the year, I would have never thought of this one, right? Like yeah. when I saw this, right. <clears throat> it would never occur to me. Like when I watch, you know, First Cow or Miss Juneteenth or something like that, yeah. it would never occur to me to go, well, hey, now I've got something for my awards. Right. Um, because it's got all, yeah, you know, sure. big name people Everybody's in, it. in it. It's got like Affleck in it, Jason Siegel. Right. Siegel, yeah. Siegel. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it's, and plus it's kind of a bigger thing. It wasn't, it was wasn't huge or whatever, yeah. but still it's like you watch that movie and it ends and nothing clicks that right. you're going to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've clearly got my picks now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, all those really good movies that's and fine. check them out and, uh, they should not be overlooked. That's, well, now so I don't that, know. That's my precursor. Cause I got to tell you, honestly, I thought after I dropped the vast and night on you, I thought, okay, he'll, that'll be easy, but he'll slide in that. And then I, I kept thinking of our friend, and oh, I thought yeah, you yeah. you could make an argument because we do we do this part as differently as we do the best and worst because you do everything you've seen right and then you do like what you've described for the can't win I do the films that we do for the podcast because I think it's it's fun to have it narrowed that's for best and worst and I do the can't win for only one award I do it for the Oscars I don't. I don't open that envelope up and think, well, could this win a Golden Globe or a Razzie or a whatever? I don't. It's only for an Oscar. So my list is a bit more funneled because I think sometimes a film like this started with Looper. Right. And I right. thought, there's no way Looper is going to win Best Picture. There isn't. There's no way. And we got screwed with Fury Road. But that's more or less where I come in from. And I forget that you are more loose. I thought... It was going to be a lot of our friend and Vast of Night, right? Like I had, and now, now I don't know what your list is, so I'm I'm psyched. No, you totally don't know what my I have list no clue. Is, but yours is that. yours is going to be different in a way, and I feel like, look, the year we did this with Looper, Looper was the best film that I saw that had no chance of winning any award for certain things, right? Right. And instead of seeing that as like, well, it's an obvious one, so I'll go for something less obvious to shine a light on it. No, I disagree with that. Right. Right. If that's the best one, that's what's getting the award. So that's where right. I am. And I expect right. you'll not like any of my choices. And, and also, still. and also, just uh, to say, because you know, uh, the awards are still like we can make up the rules, and pick oh, whatever, sure. pick the, whatever yeah. we want. But <laughs> right. your rules are like what your rules yeah. are, and my rules for this are like if I have if I have all my picks, yeah, and then they all get nominated. Oh, like yeah, then right. they're out, yeah. <laughs> right? That's like true. for me and my own personal view of what I'm doing with this, yeah. right? Once you get nominated, you could win. Yeah, I know right? you <laughs> could, and we've seen weird. And that's stuff. not yeah. what's. That's right. not what I'm doing. So, <laughs> right, uh, and then, right. but but then also, it's like, um, 
you know, the Vast of Night has won things, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. has it has been nominated and sure. won things, but I still do also limit it to you know, like the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice, yeah. you know, the any big, of the big, big, ones. big, big right. things. Yeah, and then uh, you know, you can hardly look on IMDb at a movie and find that it wasn't nominated for anything, anything <laughs> anywhere. Right, right. Like, no, that's that's good. So anyway. We just we come at it differently, but that's right. that, but that's why it's fun. Okay, so uh, without uh, any further ado, oh, right? Boy, so <laughs> the uh, the first thing, so we only do uh, best Five. movie, director, actor, actress, screenplay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So we'll go like semi backwards in how that works yeah. and do screenplay. Okay. Okay. Yep. So my screenplay pick is uh, I used to go here. And it's uh, it's written directed by Chris Ray. It stars Jillian Jacobs. That's cool. And uh, she's the same writer director from a movie in 2015 that kind of got some notice called Unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, which was a wildly underrated movie. I think, even though it did get some attention. Yeah. Uh, but that was a great movie. And this movie, uh, for me, really kind of jumped out because uh, I loved the screenplay, right? And for me personally, this movie is like another level of difficulty, right? Because this movie is like Jillian Jacobs goes back to her old high school town and basically hilarity ensues, kind of, yeah, right? And it's... uh, you know, she's got all these emotional things going on and she's kind of like uh, reconnecting with like a professor and a house and <laughs> yeah. uh, like the the party school. It's it's like really like a professor from college and her yeah. where she lived in an, in an apartment. There's like this house that's like a bunch of people live there and go to college. It's not like... Uh, you know, any it, whatever it's, she goes back and it's like, now here are the people living what your life used to be <laughs> right. and you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, uh, that's a difficult screenplay because it's stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah, because no, it's, but it, it's been done a thousand times in one way yeah. or another. And maybe you have a slightly different tweak of what you're exactly looking at here or there, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and the whole movie, I just, really loved it there mm-hmm. are a couple of parts in it where i'm like me you yeah. know maybe that's but, slightly cheesy or whatever sure uh but overall i was i was uh kind yeah, of blown away taken. just by the screenplay and and she's really good in it and there's a there's a pretty broad supporting cast of people who have to at least be pretty good right right and, and they were, and uh, the directing's really good, and the screenplay I thought was that uh, was just really good. Like watching the people talk, and you're like, okay, I believe they would say that, or yeah, that's, that right. sounds like an actual person, and not yeah. like a that's cool, you know, Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie or yeah, right. you know, whatever. So yeah. anyway, that's my screenplay. Screenplay for me, I came pretty close to giving this to Andy Ciara for I think I'm saying his name right. It might be Sierra. Um, but I think it's Ciara um, for Palm Springs because that movie was another one that I just, when I was looking back over my list and I'm looking, my list is really strange because, again, it's a COVID year. I didn't see as many films. And I feel like of the movies that I saw, if they weren't in the top 10 and they weren't in the bottom 10, they were always in this weird mid zone. 
and it's hard to really like elevate something that was four and a half. But right. Palm Springs wasn't four and a half. Palm Springs was like eight and a half. I loved that film, and I thought it was just such a fun, creative take on right. stuff because of how it was done. But it's hard for me to walk away from Vast of Night, so I gave it to Andrew Patterson. I thought oh, that right. I thought that just like the thoughtfulness of it how it never left its small town roots because it's really just this small town story and the great monologues that are going on and on that are never boring. And it's just so fun. And, and that's why I picked it. So, yep. um, so I'll go again. What do you, you want to do? Oh yeah. Actress? Uh, we don't necessarily have to go back and forth, but yeah, oh, okay. we can, do, Whatever we you can want. do actress. You could, you could, um, that was what I was going to do next as actress. So yeah, you can go ahead and do stagger them or okay. Sure. Cause, sure. cause again, this is like kind of a strange one. You'll start to see a little bit of, of a pattern here. I, I thought about Rachel McAdams for Eurovision. Yeah. I, and she's really great in that. Yeah. She's really, really great in that. And she's not going to get nominated for that. And neither is Kristen Milioti for Palm Springs. Right. Because she, she does something in that film that was really, really awesome and is an infusion of energy into that movie that another actress probably would have been okay doing. But she really dominated it. But Sierra McCormick for The Vast of Night yep. is, the, is the best actress. It was stunning to watch this mostly new person command the screen so effectively and for so much of the movie when she's there holding her own with other actors and the situations it was just it was awesome i was blown away by it so that's okay cool uh all right my actress is uh aubrey plaza in black bear Mm -hmm. and uh so this is a a crazy little indie movie that actually at one point you know people were kind of paying attention to but it's a tiny tiny movie uh, it's a it's a crazy small budget. Yeah. Right. You, I mean, you just I've, can you I've just can heard of it. I it's never saw like, any of it. Uh, yeah. It, it's a it's a really small budget. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza and plus it's uh it's screwy, right? It's like really screwy. What kind um, of is it like a fantasy film or just it's uh yeah no Not really. it's uh it, it's hard to even describe. Okay. And well. the very very last thing that happens in the movie I think is really stupid. Um. <laughs> But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, So what happens is the the opening of the movie is she is a director, like a film director. And she is going to this, you know, cabin, but it's like a big house, right? In the woods Mm -hmm. that these people are like renting out to people to try and make some more money. And she's got, you know, some kind of connection to this couple who do this. Right. Right. And her theory is she wants to just go there and like be away. And, you know, it's like a creative process thing. Right. She wants to get out of people and just be in nature and try to be able to write her new movie or whatever. Yeah. And it very bizarrely kind of devolves into this weird conversation that they all start having um, about all kinds of things, right? Like women's rights and people are getting mad at each other and, uh, you know, whether or not the husband, you know, works or actually makes any money or actually sells any of his work and, you know, whatever. Like it's this whole like... They start fighting with each other, but now she's like sitting there and, it, you know, cause that's <laughs> right. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and then she starts kind of poking them, 
you know, and it's right. like, <laughs> that's funny. She like throws in her little thing and, and it's like this completely bizarre, you know, first night that she's there. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, the next thing you know, uh, she like basically like seduces the husband and then, uh, there's <laughs> like a car so accident. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it's all, it's all crazy. Right. And, and that gets you through like, I want to say like 30 minutes maybe, <laughs> right, of the wow, movie. yeah. And then all of a sudden, right, the, so then there's a car accident. And the wife's pregnant, and I'll, you know, spoil the whole, whole movie okay. because who cares? No one's right. going to go watch it anyway. Right, right? I, yeah. Um, then after the car accident, right, it like fade to black, and then we like start over, right? Yeah. And then with no explanation, no reason, what we're watching happen, right, is the making of a really small budget movie yeah. where Aubrey Plaza is the actress, right? Okay. The husband from the first part is the director. They're in a relationship and uh, the, the wife from the, right. from the first Beginning. part yeah. is, is like the kind of assistant to the director person. Sure. Right. And they are filming basically the like student film of the story we saw in the first part. Yeah. And it's all like behind the scenes and you're watching all like the, you know, different takes of different scenes. He's being like really mean to Aubrey Plaza because he thinks it will get her to do this scene really well and all this crazy stuff. And uh, and then that's what happens. And then it ends. That and is then, weird. It is. It's completely bonkers, right? But Aubrey Plaza is awesome in it. Yeah, I bet. Or really awful. And and <laughs> and I I could see no. people going either she's, way, right? No, she's good. She's always she's good. Uh, she's just really that's really cool. really great. This, in I want to watch this now. And uh, and in parts of the second part, right? Yeah. There are parts where uh, she should hang around with more drunk people when she's not drunk, right? right. But other than that, yeah, right. <laughs> because that. there's there's parts where she's drunk, and I'm like, eh, you know, go watch Arthur. Like, yeah. figure out right. how to do this, how right, to act right. drunk, right? Because there are parts in it where uh, she's she's still good throughout that whole thing, but it did just kind of like jump out at Dude. me that I'm like. You you don't right. hang out with drunk people. That movie is almost fifty years old, and it's still the standard bearer for how somebody should act drunk in a film. Like it's it's right. just like Arthur is it. Like, right. and if you're not doing it right, you haven't seen it, or you don't you don't go to a bar. You've clearly <laughs> never been around. You've never right. had. But that's just Dudley Moore. Just nailed it right and has always been like the standard bearer of like man just watch arthur yeah figure it out yeah anyway uh so that's my actress she's uh (laughs) that's cool really really fantastic okay so uh if we're going like back and forth i mean it's up to you okay now here is where i'm really gonna throw you okay uh curveball okay my best actor and here's the weird thing i'll say about this uh this year right okay this year I had a lot of actresses jockeying sure, for, for that spot for this award, right? right? If I if I were to reveal like all my nominations or yeah. whatever, right? If we did that sort of thing, and we uh, like I could have ten nominations where I was like, 
who do I want to pick? And all of them <laughs> worked really well for me in like my qualifying you right. know, criteria, right? Yeah. They right. were not going to win anything. They were all movies where no one's going to pay attention to yeah. it, all this stuff, right? Sure. For actor, I did not have a lot of options, right? It, it, uh, I, yeah. Apart from saying like Vast of Night sure, can right. win because he was awesome. He was right? awesome. Um, but I did not have a lot of people where I was like, you know, can I say they can't win? I, like a lot of people, I was like, he's probably, if he you, probably could win. If right? you, I think you, okay. Okay. You have no idea where I'm going. Trust me. It uh, better not be Will Ferrell for anyway. Eurovision. No. Okay. But I understand that that would be a, that would be a swing, but I, I don't know that. All right. The, I, I almost give him like a he, honorable bench. I understand right? that. Uh, anyway. I understand that. Uh, so I did not have a huge list because anyone that yeah. I thought was g- really good. Right. They were capable of. I was like, look, yep. he's going to win, right? Yeah. Or or he could, or could win, win, whatever. Uh, so I didn't have a huge choice. So my choice ended up being Dylan O'Brien in Love and Monsters. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you. Okay. I loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, it was. It, the thing that I really loved about it, right, was that it was almost for me like a throwback to like trying to be clever about having a goofy movie. Yeah. It was, you know, it was yeah. like in the 70s and 80s and stuff, you could have like a goofy movie and it would still be f- funny, smart. The dialogue wouldn't just be a bunch of stupid stuff, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and it made me think of, since you bring up Will Ferrell, right? It yeah. made me think of Land of the Lost, yeah. which I hated. I, yeah. <laughs> right. You're not the only one. <laughs> because it was the opposite of that. Right. And it was going back to like 70s, 80s fair right. to find something that we could not understand why it was, you know, potentially good if Land of the Lost was good. Sure, if anyway, it, if it right. Been, right. Um, but this movie was like just reminded me of I was like, you know, you can do that and it can be like kind of smart and funny. Yeah. And he was awesome in it. Yeah. This cool. is like a movie that is, you know, beyond like goofball, stupid, you know, popcorn thing. It's like yeah. Ford Fairlane or Hudson it. Hawk sure. kind of, yeah. you know, just, weak spots. just nutty, right? Yeah. Uh, and he was so cool. he was so good in it. And as much as this is just dumb, right? Yeah. It's like the monster apocalypse happens. Right. I don't know if everyone's familiar with this, but um, <laughs> the monster apocalypse happens, and uh, this guy is like in love with this girl, whatever. And then monsters come and kill everyone, right? right? And the only people who survived are like uh, people who got underground. Yeah. And then it's like seven years later, and the only <laughs> pockets of people are people who live underground right. and avoid the monsters, right? Yeah. And he finds on the radio this girl again, finally, after seven <laughs> years, and he decides he's going to go try and get to her, uh, despite the fact that it's like impossible and sure, he's going right. to die. And like everyone, love, everyone's right. like laughing at him, yeah, right? right. And uh, he goes out, he finds a couple people to travel with and the whole, you know, and it's just completely uh, bonkers. Yeah. But but he's actually really good in it. This sounds good. And I'll, I'll tell you, as I'm watching this movie, and I've actually watched it more than once, it came out a while ago, uh, yeah. really. But 
the thing for me is like really the level of difficulty. You know, if if you have the wrong person in this role, right. this movie will suck completely. Like it would be unwatchable, right? right? But, you know, yeah. there's like emotion, there's laughs, there's, you know, and, and, and I mean, uh, I'm fully... Uh, ready to field emails of people yeah, saying right. this is really stupid. No, uh, and it is. It's it's a it's but a really stupid like, movie, yeah. but it's really really good. Yeah, and it's um, that's cool. And it it never you know like talks down to you or like thinks you're stupid for mm-hmm. liking it or whatever. And it's just got big goofy stupid monsters and him trying to stay alive. And he's like no action hero, right? right. He's, he's like just, yeah, he's like run and hide and try to survive or whatever he's not going i'm gonna go kill all the monsters and make my way there or whatever like it's it's really that's cool uh it was a lot like in a in a very loose way you know like the good stuff of you know the first zombie land movie yeah right i was just thinking tennessee and everybody running around and yeah you know the the sense in which that movie was good this sounds fun to me i want to check it out uh, and he man he just was really good in it and and he was good in something that's hard to To be be good good in yeah it's like um you know why there's no next bob newhart right because deadpan's hard it's hard (laughs) right and nobody wants to bother trying right right? um and he's just got to be like yeah you know, so vulnerable and like yeah. and like goofy, and he's not just a swing axe kill thing. Whatever, right. tell funny, which blind. would be really easy to <laughs> accidentally <laughs> be. Yeah, right. no, that makes sense. And uh, and yeah, if the wrong guy was in this, uh, I would probably you know watch it for twenty minutes and turn it off. I mean, because it <laughs> right, would, it's that because bad. that it would, would be ruin that bad. It, it. Right, it because be it's so bad. focused on him too. I mean, it's just him and his track. Yeah, right? it's like a boy and his dog and. Uh, <laughs> You have the wrong person in that movie, right? Yeah. That you, no one would watch that. Right. right? I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it would be easily to just skip yeah. it and just be like, all right, I've seen that a million times. Right. But. Okay. So that's my actor. Uh, actor for me, I, I had someone down because I was, I was really afraid of like, like what you said in the beginning, which cracked me up. I was really afraid of letting just the vast of night take everything. So I, right, I, right. I looked hard. I looked hard at stuff. And it did work. It, no, I mean it's gonna it's gonna take a few things, but you know, I I really initially threw down John, and I I'm gonna screw up his last name. You you probably know it. I don't know if it's Magaro or Magaru from First Cow. Oh right, right. I, I can't. I don't know. I never heard it, so I'm I'm bastardizing. I'm just gonna say Magaru, <clears throat> and I thought, and he's sort of a it, the the film First Cow for anyone who hasn't seen it, and you really should see it. It basically has two leads, almost. I mean, John is, you know, as Cookie, he's he's the lead, but it, it kind of splits it later. And I thought he was so good in that, and that movie was so surprisingly catching me off balance. But then I thought, it, it, no, he might legitimately catch a nomination for First Cow, and, right? And it just it was it's not a genre film; it's just a low budget kind of independent film. And I thought. I could go to Andy Samberg because I loved him in Palm Springs. But what I did do was I went with the first of the vast of night. I went with Jake Horowitz <laughs> again, because when I'm looking at all the films and I'm looking backwards at them and I'm thinking not just, and I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on your picks. I'm not saying anything about, it. I'm like, not, not a film. Do I want to 
like illuminate? Do I want to advertise a little? But what was the best that just couldn't win? Right. And right. I thought Jake Horowitz can't win for this because the field is always yeah, he's so not big. winning anything. No but, one's going to pay attention. God, to man, it. it's just so much fun. But I can't. I started getting. I started thinking really closely. I'm like, don't have a year that's like just one after another. Right. And I really wanted to throw Andy Samberg in, but then I was like, I can't. I can't look at Mark and be like, Andy Samberg was better in this film because then you would just be like, you just don't want to nominate everything. And I can't have you say that to me, so I get to say it first. So anyway, All right. uh, so Jake Horowitz from The Vast of Night. Um, do you want to go back and forth or do you want me to do director? Because at yeah, this rate, yeah. I'm going to do picture last. And you know. Right. That's Yeah, that's cool. You can do director or okay. whatever. Director is director's a little bit easier. I I came pretty close to, to breaking this, um, but I had, to, I had to research this. I, I originally wrote down Bong Joon-ho for Memories of Murder. Yeah. And... And I still stand by that making my list. I still think that there's no way that he would win for this, but I think it disqualifies itself. But it itself. still seems weird. It's, it's, really, it's really weird anyway. Right. Um, it's, it's just, I, it's got such a weird history. Like it's from 2003. It was one of his first films. They re-released it every few years for some strange reason. But last year it was remastered which doesn't mean anything it just means they cleaned it up and made right. the audio better i found when i was trying to research <clears throat> whether or not anything new had been put in there is there is a press release that says there's exclusive content in the remastered version that was <clears throat> excuse me that was released for two days last year before it went on amazon right and i thought well that technically means that's a new movie but I can't, I can't do that. You know, I, I tried really hard to make it work, and I, I can't do it. So I went with Andrew Patterson for The Vast of Night <laughs> because there was no other film that was as strong. <clears throat> but if, if Memories of Murder had come out as a follow-up to Parasite, I absolutely would have chosen Bong Joon-ho for that. Right. Because I, and I, that's a film I don't see a lot of people paying attention to in the way that I did. It's on their top 50 list as like 47. Right. But it's in my top three. I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. I had so much fun with it. So, there, Vastonite. That's your... Again, that's uh, my best right. director. So, director of Vastonite. Yeah. And uh, I will say, uh, like I already said at the beginning, that that could just win everything. Yeah. Um, and legitimately, because it's well-directed. Yeah. It, that's a movie that is put together uh, by the director... Uh, in in a way that is amazing. He right? wrote it and he and, directed it. It's and great. in yeah. a way that you know, if you show me his next movie, I'll know he directed it. I mean, right. it's uh, it's yeah. very meticulous and uh, it's and it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, my director, and uh, not that I'm trying to make this, you know, one of those things where it's like uh, they had all these really good movies before, and so now they okay. have to win director because okay. uh, I just think they shouldn't yeah. go forever without winning because yeah. they have all these things. Um, except that, you know, who knows? Maybe that is what I'm doing. Um, my <laughs> director is uh, Michael Almereda for Tesla, which is uh, Ethan Hawke movie uh, about Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And it is... Um, it it's a weirdly like fun and flighty version of Tesla's life, <laughs> despite yeah. there being, uh, and maybe because uh, 
there is nothing fun or flighty about his life, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Um, it's a it's a it's a weird movie. That's cool, right? And uh, he and Ethan Hawke have uh, worked together before. Um, in fact, uh, I'm pretty sure. And God, I don't want to swear to this now because it's not right in front of me. But I'm pretty sure he directed Hamlet that Ethan Hawke was in. You know, like in oh, 2000 look, I got or it right whatever. Here, yeah. Um, but you know, fairly recently, right? He uh, he did the Marjorie Prime movie. I don't know if you remember that one. A couple no. years ago, it was Gina Davis and John Hamm. And it's like this sci-fi oh, thing where you can yeah. bring back like your dead relatives. Holy and this crap! Old lady brings back John Hamm as I, her younger husband. I remember that. And uh, and it's it's similar. It's like That's it, funny. it's similar in direction, right? You can watch those movies and know who directed it, right. and they're amazing, right? Like that movie is like so uh, brilliantly directed. Like if you give awards to people wow. for directing right and then also you That's know cool. a couple of years before that he did that experimenter movie yeah with uh peter sarsgaard and winona Ryder about yep. uh you know the semi-true story of the guy who did all the experiments, the experiments. that suddenly people right. went wait a minute maybe we should not do those and yeah, that it was the milgram experiments yeah and that uh, that was a uh, great movie that's yeah. a really really good movie um and so you know it sort of uh kind of threw me for a loop because when I started watching this movie, uh, I didn't know he directed it. Right. right. I just got like a disc in a sleeve sure. and right. Title put the, put the there movie you go. in. Right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I started watching it and I'm like, wait a minute. Right. And, and like I could, <laughs> right. I, you know, you could tell it was so, uh, it's all, it's really weird because it, it makes sense in Marjorie prime. Right. Cause it's a right. weird sci-fi thing where, uh, the premise and it kicks off pretty quickly with what's going on, and you know that weird stuff's going on because it's a sci-fi movie. Right. Um, but the premise kind of opens you up to being a little weird in the direction, right? It's like watching 2001 or something, right? It's yeah. Like, uh, you know, that's not directed like a sitcom. It's <laughs> it's directed like right. weird space thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but you get like that same direction, but now it's in like Tesla's life. And, and it is really cool. It's that a, is cool. It's a, even whether you love the movie or hate the movie, I don't think it's like one of the best movies of the year either. No, right. right? That's not, yeah, I know that's not what you're um, saying, but Ethan Hawke is really, really good cool. in it. And I'll tell you the weird thing is I used to really like Ethan Hawke like a long, long time ago, right? Like before uh, sunset. Like reality time. bites. And yeah, yeah right. like before, before sunset and uh, all that early stuff. I used to really yeah. love him. Right, I thought he was great in everything he did. Yeah, I loved his ability to give dialogue that mm -hmm. seemed odd. Yep. but you'd believe his character said it. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and and he, I thought he was great. And then there was like kind of this, you know, little gulf where yeah. he didn't do anything that I was paying a lot of attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever he might be in something, and he's pretty good. But like the last five or six years, like yeah. everything he's, he's been good has yeah. been awesome. Uh, so anyway, um, that's so my pick for director is uh, that's my pick. He did do Hamlet, and just as a quick thing, because I didn't realize it was experimenter. But man, some of his short films just sound awesome. I've never seen any of them. The Rocking Horse Winner is the name of one. He's got one called The Great Gatsby in Five Minutes. He's got one called The Ogre's Feathers. 
the man who only came out at night. I mean, just tons yeah, of yeah. like these. I mean, I don't know if they're good or not, but I want to watch them. Yeah, just he's, by, he's just also got alone. like a documentary. But he's not really too long good. Ago, um, yeah. About uh, God, is it like a band or something? I can't. Oh, yeah, I, I think can't so. remember. But he's got a documentary yeah. that's crazy. That's cool. That's that's actually that's a really cool pick. I like that. Uh, okay, now so we'll just uh, move on. My movie, uh, since yeah. we're supposed to be going back and forth, sure. right? Right. Uh, my movie pick is Horse Girl. Okay. And uh, yeah. this, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I think so. I think I just saw uh, it. It's Allison Brie, and uh, it's got a whole bunch of people in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Molly Shannon's in it. Yeah. Paul Reiser's in it. Um, but th- but it's like on and on. I can't even list yeah, there's everyone tons. who's in it. There's, yeah. a, there's a ton of people in it. And uh, it's directed, uh, and it, it you know it's really kind of cool. But so anyway, the movie is this kind of like shy, reserved girl that is Alison Brie. Yeah, and she may or may not have a variety of mental problems, or maybe just one, or maybe none, or <laughs> right. who, knows who knows what's going on, right? <laughs> and, and basically, to just be very general, uh, what's happening, kind of, is that her very lucid dreams are, like, spilling into her reality. Yeah. And she's and she's a horse girl because, like, she's a horse girl. I mean, right. she has horses. It's, like, very she's not, literal. She's right? not cloven foot. Like, uh, she's just, right, a horse owner. She's, uh, you know, she's lives in a in a sense, in, like, kind of a modern-day sense, she lives kind of a reclusive life. Yeah. She, uh, not because she never goes out or sees anybody or yeah. whatever, but just because, you know, she keeps to herself. She does her own thing. She spends her time with horses and yeah. hobbies or you know, whatever. Right. I mean, she's, uh, so she's very strange. Um, and then it's like, uh, really crazy things start happening. And, yeah. And, and who knows what's real and what's <laughs> not real. And she has like flashbacks and she has dreams and yeah, you watch all this stuff happen and you, you know, Throughout a certain amount of the movie, you're not exactly sure if something is really happening anymore. Yeah. Just like her. Right. <laughs> right? And it's like, is this going to end up being just the part where she's just having a dream or she's having a flashback or whatever? Yeah. And uh, Alison Brie is really great in it. And uh, so the writer director, though, uh, with the part of my pick is just that it's kind of an amazing story of this movie to me anyway. Um, but it's Jeff and, uh, I want to say it's like Raina. I was going to say Raina, Raina. Yeah. And he directed, uh, the little hours not too long ago, which is also awesome, which, uh, is, you know, also got Aubrey Plaza in it. And it, that's a crazy movie that everyone should see. That's an awesome movie. It's hilarious. And he also, uh, did Joshi, which, you know, kind of had indie celebrity for a while. Life After Beth before that, which also was oh, yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. And uh, going back a little bit more before that, I Heart Huckabees. Right. Um, which, yeah. <clears throat> which is the only reason anyone knows who he is. Anyone, Or right. he makes any more movies because right. that was like a pretty <laughs> that was big a huge thing, right? Thing, yeah. <clears throat> but here's the thing that I love about this movie. And I like the movie anyway. Um, and I like, uh, everyone who's in it is really good. And I don't even really like Molly Shannon in like a very general sense, right? but she's really good in this. But for me, she's really hit or miss because she can really irritate the hell out of me if she's right. playing the wrong character. Right? right. But she's really good in this. Everyone's really good in it. Uh, the story is really cool. 
yada, yada, yada. I yeah. really like the movie. Everything's great about it. But here's the part uh, where it gets like bonus points for me, right? Because uh, he uh, wrote and directed this, right? Right. And uh, he wrote this movie with a very broad outline and specific like bullet points and everyone improvised everything. Mm, that's so cool. the whole movie that's is, it, this is what's going to happen. Right. But here's like this scene, right? It's all, it, it's all just, they right. all just said whatever they thought they would say. Like, yeah. it's all just, this is what has to happen in this scene. Yeah. This is where this is going. This is the point <laughs> of being in this place at this time. Yeah. And, you know, go and we'll Do see it. what happens. And, and it's, it's awesome. Great. Like you can, that's cool. If you, that's really cool. I mean, I've spoiled it for you now, but, yeah, uh, you can, you could watch that movie once and not know that. And then yeah. watch it again, knowing and that. Right. And see so, a different film. So cool. How did Adam driver not get in that movie? That sounds like exactly <laughs> like his agent is supposed to put yeah. every one of those projects in right. front of him to refuse. But. Uh, I, so I don't, my theory based on nothing, <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that uh, Aubrey Plaza and yeah. and Jeff Reyna are just like really good friends They're, that's or whatever. It, right. I mean, she's in most of his stuff, if not all. She might be in all of it. That'd be funny. No, I mean she's not in this, but right. But no. Uh, but anyway, that. yeah, it's like you know you have like your little groups of Hollywood people that just all know each other, and every once in a while make a movie. And yeah, yeah it seems like somebody should have hit him up. Or he was busy. He had other he was stuff. busy. <laughs> he had <laughs> other busy. stuff. Uh, he funny. has a lot going on. Anyway, so that's my pick okay. for best movie. And uh, of all the movies this year and all the things we've done with them, best list, worst list, and everything yeah. like that, there's basically like that movie and First Cow are like yeah. the movies for me where, you know, for the next six months, every time somebody asks me what they have to see, right. you know, those are like the things. Because no one's paying attention to them. Although First Cow, like people right. kind of are. There is some, yeah. Um, but, there should be more But attention. those are the movies where I'm like, have you seen this? Yeah. The, although Horse Girl is in you that know, realm of being a little bit hard to recommend because it's pretty weird. The funny like, thing is the one film that has been easier to suggest and a lot of people had seen and they're asking me, have you seen it? Which, which came out way early. There's always, you've said this before, you say it a bunch that there's always that one sneaky film that hits in mid February, early March that people just friggin' forget about. Right. And invisible man was that yeah. people are, you know, they're like, did you see Elizabeth Moss in this? And I'm like, that's, you know, in a different year, in a different year where the vast of night hadn't been seen, even though I hear I remember hearing late spring, early summer, like they were just constantly saying Elizabeth Moss is going to get nominated for this. Right. And the story's really thoughtful. But like you've said, when we talked about it, you're like, why well, you got to call it the invisible man, just call it in something else. Right, so it right. doesn't throw back to that thing in a, in a different year that might have, that might've carried a little bit for me. And again, if memories of murder had just come out this in, year, in a, that di in a different year, invisible man would have made a lot of money. Yeah, I tell you that. Yeah, that that um, would have been a movie that people kept telling their friends to go see. Definitely, and it would have stuck if it around in theaters a for a while. Yeah. Right? If no, it wasn't you, a COVID year, you couldn't be you couldn't be more right. That's absolutely that weird film that comes in and just stays there. You know, all all things aside, it's going to be a great shocker that my best picture was Fast of Night. Ugh. you know, it's just this is the way it is. I. I looked back over my list and I saw certain films that were really fun, but I thought, no, there's, it's not better than this and it's not better than that. And this performance was better than this and this was written better. Right. So right. I, I don't always love 
watching a sci-fi or a horror or a comedy film, one of these years, if I, I can't remember, I'll have to look back through, one of these years, one of these animated films is going to take one of these too. Right. You know, because it's not always... Because enough come out now. Now, right? right? And it's usually they only nominate three. And again, I do Oscars, but they only do three. And sometimes there's six, seven, eight. Like, right. And I'm like, look, sorry, two Pixars and one Disney film are going to take this. But... Every once in a while, one great film is so good, and it just can slide under a genre. And this was this was that for me this year. So right, and uh, you know we've talked about that movie enough, I'm sure. And uh, you know, go see yeah. that. But and now we've uh, given it all our awards and everything. Right. But you know the the thing that I don't know if we've mentioned that I thought was great about the movie uh, because we've mentioned a lot of things that are great about the movie. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I really thought was great about the movie is that for like the first half hour, you really have no idea what movie you're watching. No idea. Like you don't like yep. you're following along this guy. He's talking. We're walking here. We're going through the gym. We're going yeah. over the radio station and you're not sure why you're watching this. Right. Like, like why is this? Yeah. You know, it's not like, Boom, there's aliens. Or yeah, there's, there's no hint of anything. drama or yep. that drama. There's just the dude stealing the other guy's yeah. trombone right. and hiding it and, yep. you know, shuffling through his How day do I work a tape recorder? And, right. And, and, I can't and, believe uh, that's engaging. I watched right, that right. for minutes and minutes. Right. Yeah. And you're, and you're, and you're just playing along. You're like yeah. so there. The, the movie is giving you really no reason to be invested. Yeah. And yet you completely are. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a trick it's, in itself it's hard. to pull off. It's hard. Yeah. So, all right. So that is uh, our award that's our show. Year. Yeah, that's year's a, over. That's, that's boom. That's the year. Done. That's our award show. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. Um, go see all these I'm movies. Gonna, I'm going to watch. I actually, you made all of those films on your list. Those sound awesome. I'm going to check those out. Good. Like they literally. I can't wait to see Love and Monsters. Good. You'll probably hate them all. I hate it. All right. <laughs> that's what a downer. You can you can come back. What a, <laughs> in a no, week or two. That's what your emails are for. That's yeah. what everyone loves sending you emails for. Uh, no. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So that's our year. That's our list. Um, congratulations to all the winners. There you go. Right. And uh, tune in next week when we'll be back to uh, something a little more stable as just right. movie reviews. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>